Hey guys, Eric here, and I want to talk to you real quick about the dailydownforce.com. Every day, this website covers the latest news and trends in NASCAR, from silly season right through the checkered flag in Phoenix. Need a new morning routine as soon as you wake up? Well, now you have it, dailydownforce.com. This is the website I use to keep up with the industry, the drivers, and of course, what the community is talking about. And speaking of community, dailydownforce.com is also home to some of your other favorite NASCAR content creators. Plus, they've got all sorts of information that I like to keep bookmarked, like schedules, penalties, ratings, and everything you want to know. Oh, and be sure to check out the merch shop while you're there to find some exclusive diecasts and collectibles. So check out dailydownforce.com. That's dailydownforce.com. And I'll see you in the replies. Hey, y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They had been been around the block a time or two. What's the first deal they built, I bet? No, no. I think the the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap cheapo cars, and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's seal when Junior got tangled up in a a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast, available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Bought Podcast. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item. Backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the NASCAR Weekly Podcast post Daytona stream. Uh, I'm coming to you from the What's this called? The UNOH fan zone here at Daytona. I apologize that my voice sounds like it's uh, in the deepest, darkest tunnel uh, known to me. Maybe that old wind tunnel that Chip Ganassi carved into the side of a mountain. Um, that's where it sounds like I am right now. But uh, yeah, I'm live at the racetrack and uh, I'm joined by three of my very best friends in the whole wide world. Jarrett, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, a little later than usual, but that's that's not really much of a much of an issue, honestly, for me. So I'm doing pretty good. But I, uh, I, you know, I think I'm doing good enough. I can lead in with the the first hot take of the night, honestly. Go ahead, do your thing. So, you know, I'm. This might be this might be like a hot take to get me in hot water, or it might be a lukewarm take. But I'm gonna say this. I think that. The, as the sirens are going past right now, because I might get burned by the chat on this one, I I think that NASCAR at the moment has, after two years of doing this, has royally screwed up speed weeks. Uh, yes, I know that's not too hot of a take, but I mean, each day, here comes the ambulance coming in for me. I bet everyone can hear it. The fire department's being called. Um, I can only hear a little bit of it. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's, it's going to get closer. But I, I'll say it for this, is that Daytona 500 qualifying, I feel like can work on this night, and I'm not saying this selfishly as, as a host of a show on this night, but I'm saying if it started maybe an hour or 90 minutes earlier, because now it's ending at 10 o'clock on the, the East Coast, and we saw with the clash that that didn't work, so I think that needs to get reworked, and just more practice. We saw at the start of qualifying the issues that uh, I believe it was Zane Smith had. We saw in issues with Austin Cindric, so more practice. There needs to be at least a full week of speed week at the very least. Yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. Well, first off, thank y'all. Um, shout out to the chat for admiring the uh, the uh, the smoke drip. I appreciate that. Appreciate it. Um, but uh, secondly, the smoke drip. Yeah, the smoke drip. Smoke drip. <laughs> you already know it. But uh, but uh, secondly, um, I'm just gonna be straight up with this. You know, um, this has to do with the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. First of all, thank goodness that name. Oh, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Having that name again, oh, it feels so right. I'm so happy they're back. But uh, this is about uh one driver uh in that series. And I'm going to say this. I don't want to hear no more excuses. Haley Deegan needs to make the playoffs this year. No more excuses. Third season, it's time. She's with Thor Sport now. Okay, she even has Ben Rhodes' former championship crew chief. Yeah, now, now he's working with her now. So I feel like at this point, you know, there should be no excuses. I don't care if she's struggling again. I have to see some type of progress, okay? I get all the hype. You know, I guess she's a female, all that. You know, it's great for the sport. But, you know, pretty soon, 
you know, the results are going to have to match the hype eventually, or at least come within range of it. And so far it hasn't, but in my opinion, Haley Deegan, it's a make or break season for her. We're going to find out if she's for real or if it's just all hype. You're absolutely right on that, Darian. And and she arguably she upgraded teams this year. Uh, for my hot take this evening, I'm going to say this weekend at Daytona, uh, I don't know who's going to win the ARCA race. And I don't know who to pick to win that one. But whoever wins it ain't going to get near the amount of attention that Frankie Muniz will. So I hope that he puts up a good result for how much attention he's going to have this weekend. Um, but side note, I don't think that any of the regulars from the other series, not counting ARCA, trucks and Xfinity, none of the regulars are going to win. This entire weekend is going to be won by cup guys. That's a, That's a spoiler for my predictions coming up later. Uh, that's my hot take. All Cup guys win at Daytona this weekend. Damn. Well, I guess I'll, yeah, I guess I'll wrap this up. I'll make this fairly quick. We're going to go into more detail uh, a little later on, I think, on some of the announcements. Uh, and I do apologize for my audio. I have an idea. I might change something here in a few moments. But um, first and foremost, uh, this is uh, the year for Daniel Suarez to take a big step forward. Uh, I was fortunate enough to talk to him. Uh, on my show or on uh, other podcast earlier this week. And he finally has a home at Trackhouse. He finally has something stable. Uh, this is going to be his third year with the same cup organization. First time he's ever had that. And last year he spent most of the year in the shadow of his teammate, Ross Chastain. This is the year where Daniel Suarez needs to take a big step forward, remind everyone that he's the driver that Trackhouse initially built around. Because right now I think his ceiling is decent playoff driver. Can he break through that ceiling and become a legit championship contender? That's that's the real question, and I think this is a prove-it year for Daniel Suarez, even though he has that security now with the new extension. But I think fans are going to expect a lot from that 99. Uh, gentlemen, it's great to have you here tonight. Um, let's go ahead and get started with qualifying, because that's where I'm coming to you from. Alex Bowman is celebrating yet another pole award, just I don't know, about 100 yards that way, and victory lane. Um, so I'll just start off with you guys. Uh, Darian? Alex, well, actually, let me start with Danny. I need yeah, 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 yeah. I'm about to say, I'm yeah, about yeah. to say, me. Not who me, who else wrong. would you want to talk about yeah, AB48 with? Hold on, so, hold on. I'm on my phone. I can't see all four of you at once. I could only see Darian on my screen, oh, so okay. he, his name popped into my head. Um, but yes, Danny uh, Bowman, this is his sixth straight front row start. Yes, sixth straight front row start. His third Daytona 500 pole award. And his average start since joining Hendrick at a Daytona 500 is now 1.5. But his average finish is pretty awful at a Daytona 500. I would like to see him be able to finally pull off and and uh, be there in the end in one of these Daytona 500s because he definitely has qualifying down solid. And I had predicted he wouldn't make the front row pleasantly surprised to say i was wrong on that one so we'll see how he does the rest of the weekend but uh, overall i think that contract extension came at the right time uh eric your phone is sideways by the way getting a little bit sideways i'll, I'll just say this with the, with alex bowman winning uh i got a prediction right first prediction anyone got right on this show so i'm gonna brag about it a little bit but uh we were uh talking before the show a little bit and between Alex Bowman and Dale Earnhardt Jr., I believe it's either the seventh or eighth year in a row that this team is on the front row. Like that is, pardon my Kyle Petty here, incredible. Like that—that that is crazy. impressive. 
Uh, they've done it with different crew chiefs now, different drivers. That team is just on it on qualifying day. With different cars, different cars too, different eras of cars as well. I mean, eight years. I mean, I get it's Daytona, and people are like, "Oh, I mean, all you got to do is just run in a, you know, just you know, run it wide open on the uh, on the bottom area." I'm like, but I mean, for the drivers, yeah, it's pretty easy. But you know, for these crew guys, I mean, they're working months upon months in the shops getting these cars ready, and for one team, one team to um, uh, to sweep the front row, uh, or uh, excuse me, to be at least on the front row for eight seasons in a row. That is insane. That's insane. I, I think it's safe to say that Alex Bowman likes the Daytona 500 qualifying script each year. Yeah. <laughs> probably, probably not a fan of the actual race script. Yeah, needs to work on the race script a little bit. Or he needs I'm to t- tell the script writers to work on the race script. I'm tired of sequels. Also, does my audio sound better? Or Ooh, that sounds better. Good that job, man. Better. Good job. It's because the MRN broadcast finally went off the air. It was blasting through the loudspeakers during okay. our entire pre-production. Okay, I'm glad that sounds a little better. Good, great. That's good. That's good. I didn't have anything else to add. I just was like panicking that my uh, equipment was failing on me. Um, I, I want to <laughs> ask you this: um, there were reports that only eight cars passed the initial inspection process. What was what was the kind of the feeling in the garage tonight when it came to everyone failing uh, right before qualifying? It, it was mixed. Like, uh, so you had like the fifty car which broke. Uh, they had like a, a spark or a oil line that broke. Something broke. Fifty car, um, and then you had like all these cars failing the first time. And then later it came out that NASCAR kind of wasn't going to count that because they had an issue with the OSS. They had, it was like slightly misaligned. So I think Hamlin technically failed three times, but I think NASCAR is only going to count that as two failures. So I don't know. I don't know if he reported anything yet. I don't think he's going to have a crew member eject. And there are other drivers uh, in the same boat as Hamlin. So it was kind of, there was a little bit of confusion, I think. Um, but uh, everyone was on a different strategy. I was standing over by the inspection tent and you'd see like drivers chatting up with the girl happy, the car goes in, everyone gets really quiet, car comes out, and almost every car had to go back around or they got like <laughs> rush pushed rush back to their um, stall. But uh Zane oh, Smith was I think the last one. The thirty six was the last car to get uh to get, you know, through, I believe, and they made it. Um so I guess the only one who didn't was the fifty, unfortunately. But uh ultimately everybody got to the grid who didn't have like a catastrophic failure, so like, you know, panic, but it worked out in the end. But no crew guys ejected, nothing like that. Like so, I don't know sort of, yet. Oh, don't know yet. Okay. I I haven't I haven't looked in the last like hour. I don't think so. But because maybe. I don't know, maybe maybe I might be getting the sense that maybe NASCAR might be a tad bit lenient this year on uh, you know inspections like that. Maybe a tad mm-hmm. bit. You know, maybe give yeah, them a few more chances. They're not kicking out uh, crew members like yeah. they usually would have, at least. I felt like if this exact situation happened last year, we would have had dozens upon dozens of crew guys kicked out immediately. But because there were only, like, what, seven or eight cars that made it past the initial one, they were sort of like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of give y'all a pass. Go fix y'all stuff. <laughs> well, it's it's catastrophic to lose a crew member on Wednesday when you still when you still yeah. qualifying. Then you have the duels. You have practice, which I don't know if anybody's going to even use on Friday and Saturday. And then you have Sunday, the race. Like, there's a lot of different adjustments that have to go on. Like, this is a bigger weekend than usual and obviously a more important weekend than usual. So losing a crew guy here, that would hurt. So I'm glad – if NASCAR truly made a mistake with the, the OSS, I'm glad they, like, kind of owned up to it and said, hey, 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 like, we'll cut you some slack. That's our bad. So I don't know. Um, but do you guys want to talk a little bit about uh, Jimmy Johnson and Travis Pastrana? Yes. Uh, yeah. Making yeah, the show? Because uh, when I got to the, the Daytona here, I, I – Drop my stuff off. 
I walked into the garage just to see what was happening. I knew inspection was going on. The first person I see of interest, at least, is Jimmy Johnson. He's walking through the garage getting swarmed by fans, wanting him to sign 48 die casts. I, I, I can bet. You were on TV, and too, by the way. Apparently. <laughs> I, apparently, I, mean, I snuck into the background of a shot. I didn't mean to. But uh, it felt like Jimmy Johnson had never left for a moment. I'm like, this, it's, this is just 2015. Uh, you know, that looks super familiar. Um, but, yeah, Jimmy Johnson getting into the show. Jarrett, uh, are you surprised at all? So I picked on Twitter. I picked Pastrana and Johnson to make it. I figured those were the, just the best teams, the most reliable teams of the open cars. But were you surprised at all that Jimmy Johnson qualified in easily? I, I'm not surprised just because of, you know, even though Fords were really strong this year, the Chevy power has, has been behind them. The, you know, the connection back and forth that the Chevy teams now have with Hendrick. Uh, I, I am surprised. I'm I guess I can't say I'm surprised by Pastrana. I just, I don't know. I kind of thought the colleague cars would be better. And seeing the issues mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. you know, all three cars being okay. slow, some a little slower than others. Uh, so I guess I can't say I'm surprised that Pastrana got on speed, just that it was relatively almost easy for him to make it in. Uh, I honestly was more surprised that Zane Smith and the Fords were actually up there, especially that 36. That That was, for me, my big surprise of the, of the night. Yeah. To be fair, Ford has usually done good at Daytona over the years. Yeah, yeah it, but like especially like during the first part of qualifying, during the first round, like seeing like um, a bunch of Fords up there though, I was like, oh, maybe maybe they might give the Chevys a little a little bit of a run for their money. I mean, they kind of did for a little bit, but okay. you know, it's good to see them. It's good to see them, you know, make some progress. But hey, Travis Pastrana in the Daytona 500. This guy, I mean, like, look, I mean. I'll admit this. I know, like, some people out there, they were mad about my, you know, little NASCAR bus video on him, you know, when he drove, drove for Rouse Racing. But, you I, know mean, I mean, that's not wrong. I mean, he was. Yeah, but look, but look, give this man his flowers, though. I'm going to give this man his flowers. I always have. I mean, I even said that in the video um, from uh, 2019. I believe it was from 2019. It feels like forever ago. But basically, give this man his flowers. I mean, like, as far as motorsports legends, like, he's up there with, like, guys like Juan Pablo Montoya who, who have ran in multiple categories. You know, like, like, you know, granted, I mean, he's not the best NASCAR driver out there. You know, the results show that. But, I mean, at least he's here, you know, trying, though. It's so, as, I mean, now he's in, you know, the biggest race, you know, of the year. Yeah, as far as doing everything, you know, he's comparable to guys like, God rest his soul, Ken Block, you know, would be willing oh, yeah. to do anything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the guy, yeah, he's willing to wait and he's willing to race anything, anything, anytime, anywhere. So, I mean, you got to give that man his props, man. He made it into the, to the great American race, man. I'm definitely the biggest accomplishment of his nascar career up to this point i, I just found it so interesting uh I, like i've heard stories that even go back to his you know xfinity or even his arca days i heard stories 10 years ago about his arca days how open how uh, generous he was with his time when it comes to fans and stuff and you, so I, i'm like walking up and down pit road during qualifying and I just keep seeing Travis Pastrana. He's just getting around, whether he's, you know, obviously shaking hands and hugging Jimmy Johnson, Mike Beam, you know, uh, or uh, Mike Beam was there. Uh, Reddick was there. Kurt Busch was there from 2311. Uh, Jeff Gordon. But he was also just kind of hanging out with, like, a group of friends of his, it looked like. And, like, fans were just kind of, like, hanging around him. I, I mean, there weren't a ton of fans on pit road during Daytona 500 qualifying. But, again, it was just – he seems – so laid back and just so friendly there's some people you know you just you meet them and you immediately like them like they just give off a good positive vibe and energy and, mm-hmm. and that's travis pastrana and i do remember that from watching him race on tv in his early nascar days but getting to see a little bit of that you know in person it's like yeah like he and jimmy johnson getting out of the cars and like high-fiving and hugging like 
that's just cool. You know, I, I don't know. He's a great personality to have in this race. Uh, I, you know, he's like you just said, he's not the best NASCAR driver, but he's a capable enough driver at Daytona and yeah. he's a big name. He's a star. This is a race for stars. So I, I don't have any issue with him being here and I'm happy he made the race. I, like, yeah. I, I think he's going to have a blast. It's going to be a story to watch. I'll say this. I am really, really interested, you know, with, with him locked in, with them probably, because I have a feeling in the practice, the 2311 guys will be wanting to dial him in, get him used to the draft. I'm going to be interested in him working with Redick and especially Bubba, especially with how good of a drafter Bubba is. Uh, with that Toyota power underneath him and that car seeming to be up to snuff with the rest of them, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he stays out of trouble if he's in the top 10 at the end of the night. I'm not going to say he's going to win. I'm not going to go that far yet. But he like the, it's it's not like he's just showing up and is going to run – you know, thirtieth all night. Same way with uh, same way with Jimmy. I mean, I I think there's a lot of this is one Daytona 500 going into it. There are so many different storylines from people that we wouldn't normally think of, or storylines that we don't normally have going into it. Uh, so I I gotta say that like I love seeing that too. At the same time, being in NASCAR's 75th season, because that's a lot of ways how NASCAR had been for the longest time. So. It's really fitting that this year is the year that all of these different guys come in, not just, you know, Johnson and Pastrana, but Zane Smith, Austin Hill. Like, I feel like other other than the 50, I feel like any of the open cars could honestly win this race. Yeah, I agree. It's wide open. It's wide open. Yeah, it was as, far as, as far as Jimmy Johnson, just really quick. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like we've talked about Jimmy Johnson so much during the offseason. It's like, yeah, you know, he qualified for the race. I mean, I, w- I wasn't really surprised he qualified for the race. But it's I a seven-time champion returning. Yeah, like- yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited by it. I'm excited by it. I just felt tonight, you know, compared to Travis Pastrana, you know, hey, Travis Pastrana making the Daytona 500 for the first the- time. That's still, that's awesome. This would be like, this would be comparable to Tom Brady takes a few years off comes back and us being surprised if he scores a touchdown in his first game back. Yeah, that might happen. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know. You never know. But yeah, you know, Jimmy John it's like it's not like Jimmy Johnson was off like, you know, was uh, out of racing entirely. You know, we still saw him in IndyCar. You know, he pop up he might as well race here and there. Tom yeah, Brady yeah. USFL. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think he'd go up XFL. It seems like a better investment. Yeah, CFL. Uh, XFL. XFL. Well, yeah. yeah CFL. <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, Jimmy Johnson and Travis Pastrana, though, in the Daytona 500, hey, 2023, already off to a crazy start already. Yeah, I just, I'm glad that Jimmy made it in tonight. It would have been fun to watch him race with all the stakes on the line tomorrow, but tonight was the night that he and Pastrana, all the drivers, they, they controlled their own destiny, or the teams, the drivers are doing really nothing, but the teams controlled their own destiny tonight. If Jimmy were to somehow, if they'd had a mechanical issue like the 50 did and weren't able to qualify, and they had to race tomorrow, like that's just it's daytona's daytona it takes skill to find the front but it takes luck to finish these races as well um so hey, really i'm glad quick, that really they quick, really quick know. up sorry i just found i just found this comment um in the chat really funny uh it says tom brady to arena football league dude he would he would score like 200 touchdowns I've, it's I 50 for, yards <laughs> i forgot that was announced like literally last week yeah, that coming back. yeah, yeah. unrelated unrelated i'm, I'm glad that's, that's also a good way to get hurt real fast over there yeah yeah it's such it's a like small but not, but back to NASCAR though. Back to NASCAR. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah. first, I really appreciate the chat. Uh, I just noticed we have. I have two screens. I'm I'm doing my best out here. We have 950 viewers right now. Road to 1K. Road to road to 1K. On a Wednesday night. Thank you all so much for being here. My gosh, been trying to keep up with the chat. Um, we got the <laughs> Jupiter Rain says if Jimmy wins, he will be the goat. I, 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 that's he a, might a, already be the goat. Is that a, a like? 
That's a legit conversation. If he were to win, would like fans immediately, you know, would the debate be over with that? You know, because no. he won so late it's, in his it's, career. It, no, I don't know. I already think he's the best driver. Like it's, it's such a chaotic race, though. You know what I, I mean? Like, I don't know. I mean, he's got two Daytona 500s, right? Yeah. Yes. So he has a third on top of his seven. Like the fact it'd be, it's it's almost as crazy. You know, Tom Brady. Not to keep referring to other sports. Going to the Buccaneers and winning a championship in his first year was kind of crazy. Like that kind of cemented, okay, this yeah. is legit the goat. If you had any questions, he is the goat. I think if Jimmy comes back after not winning in five years, not racing in two, at least not racing NASCAR in two years, and just wins the day on the five hundred straight up, like I, I, I already think he's the best yeah. driver ever, personally. Um, I, I think that would solidify it. I think it'd be no I just, debate. I don't know. I I'll, so I'll let myself be a prisoner of the moment. It's just, yeah, I, I get where Jared's coming from with, like, different eras, but there would, at the very least, be a whole like, debate all week. I'll know? be I, honest with you, happen. and we might talk about it later with, like, you know, the 75-year anniversary of NASCAR, maybe talk about it later this yeah. year. But, like, uh, to me, there's honestly, depending on what way you want to look at it and compare stuff, there's honestly, like, 12 or so drivers you can look back on through different eras and make an argument for. Uh, I'm just, that, yeah. that's my opinion. Like, whoa. I'd say yeah, I so. Mean, there's so many. I mean, because, there's been so many drivers. Okay, though. like I, I know most people wouldn't, but I would put Ned Jarrett in the conversation because of how good he was. And like he, <laughs> he outran guys like Richard Petty all the time. Like him and, him was, and David Pearson. If you look at their win to start ratio, they're oh, Pearson, better I, I than Petty. Pearson. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say anything negative about Ned Jarrett. Don't get me wrong. Uh, David Pearson for sure. I could. I could put him over Petty. I'd buy that. What what I'm curious is, is there anyone who was in that original list of 50 greatest that you think may not be on there? Because I went and re, oh. I went I went and rewatched the video I made last year about Leroy Yarbrough, and he was actually in that top 50 list back then. I don't know for one based on what ended up happening to him, but also uh, just because there's been so many other drivers come in over the years. Does a person like him get bumped out of that and, that was in the top 50 originally? I feel like he'd be yeah. a victim of time. You know what? Yeah. You know what? I just pulled up the list, and you know what? I do see a few names that I could see being bumped off the list this year. I mean, there's – let's see. I mean, there is Leroy Yarborough. I mean, maybe he might be on the cut line perhaps. You're going to have guys even racing right now that mm-hmm. arguably could be better than some of those guys yeah. that was in that list back then. I'd to put Chase easier, Elliott on the oh. list right now. Really I probably good. personally the... would put him on a top seventy-five list easily right now. Oh yeah, make, I might even make... say top fifty. I'd, I'd say no, so. I don't know about that. I'd say I don't so. Know about that. I'll put him. I'd there. have to look at the list again. I have to look but, at the list again. Really quick, really quick. To make this easier, I just wanted to go over the guys on the top fifty list that aren't in the Hall of Fame because these are the guys that might be on the cut line. So you have Tiny Lund, uh, Jeffrey Bodine, uh, Neil Bonnet, Marvin Panch, Ralph Earnhardt, Tim Richmond, Ricky Rudd, uh, Marshall Teague, AJ Foyt, Harry Gant. Ray Hendrick, I don't think he's, I don't think there's any relation to a, to a Rick Hendrick. Um, um, Ernie Irvin, uh, Bob Wellborn, and then finally Re, uh, Le, uh, Leroy Yarbrough. I, I think even if some of them deserve to be on it, there's some of those guys on there who are going to become victims of time. They just they yeah. got forgotten over that span of time. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, there were a few I didn't know on that list. I, I recognize most of them, but that's also because I used to like read those books like it was schoolwork and study them when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Uh, but even like, you know, even respecting that, there's some like I think there's probably three or four of those guys that won't make it, especially if you count the lower divisions because those have become mm-hmm. so much more prevalent since '98. Yeah. 
Yeah, we just we literally just went into like a ten minute divergent yeah. debate into who makes the seventy five. Hey. Hey, hey, sorry. I mean, no, this is this is a fun subject. I yeah, mean, it is. Yeah, it's fun. I had fun. With I like we got to do this county. this year. Um, real quick, before we get off qualifying entirely, and we will get to the rest of the super chats a little bit later in the show. Really appreciate the support. Sorry, I keep fiddling with my ear. These earbuds are not the most comfortable. Um, but uh, Jared Davy uh, sent two and said thoughts on Kyle Bush's time being disallowed. Did y'all see that where he went yep. below the apron to draft hey, off a slow hey, car? Listen, hey, you know, props to him, but hey, yeah, rules are rules. No, man. that, that should be allowed. That's really? Ross Chastain BS. Stretching the rules. That is stretching the rules. That though. should be allowed. In my opinion, that should be allowed. They they used. I remember when it was just single car runs back in the day. They would do, they would do stuff like that too. Teammates would like stay on the track yeah. and let their teammate drive. I think you know what it it. I get the the danger debate, but at the same time, one little screw up by a driver, even staying down low, and you have the same kind of accident. If you want to avoid it, don't have two cars on track. Now, is there a specific rule against this in the rule book? Or... You can't go under the yellow line because oh. dri- drivers were doing that. Remember, drivers would do that in qualifying at mm. the uh, try. They cut the tri oval. Yeah, and make okay, okay. That's okay. Then that's the main reason why. Okay, that's the main reason why he got his time disallowed. But, but I'm I'm, I'm team go for move. everything. <laughs> hey, hey, it was a smart move, man. You want to find that extra speed? Hey, go for it, man. But, that's yeah. something Ross Chastain would do. That's, that's, <laughs> Um, well, that I think is going to mainly do it for our qualifying recap. Uh, what's next? We've got uh, a storm rolling in. We've had some storms in we, Texas. We've, we've, we've got literal bad storms tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. actually do. <laughs> keep on no, no disrespect to Tennessee. Keep them over there. Keep them away from. Beach hey, storm. I'm, I'm coming there too. I don't hey. want them to follow me. No, yeah, they, follow me. they follow me. They follow me. The hey. first time in three years, I ain't going to Daytona, and it's raining where I'm at. I, I'm the problem. That was my segue for the lightning round. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> damn, well, damn, well, dang, you just freaking spurted on me. Just, I, I was talking. I just started talking about the weather out of nowhere. Like, what the, <laughs> oh, I did. I just pulled up the itinerary, and I, and as soon as I pulled it up, you like, yeah, that was the second. Get but on the I program. put you on the spot. Oh I'm well. Sorry. Oh, this well. is a weird show. And, and it's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Cheers. What do we have on tap for tonight? Well, we we actually don't have too much, but we do we have some pretty quick hitting stuff, especially you know like stuff you need to know going into uh, Daytona this weekend. First off, we know that Kyle Busch is coming back to Xfinity in the ten colleague car, uh, so that's going to be interesting man, to watch. I want to see him in that three, man. Come on, man. Come on. Honestly, do it, you cowards. Yeah, cowards. Come on, stop being cowards. Put him in the three, y'all. Uh, there's a couple other big ones that have been like either today or yesterday that have been announced. One is NASCAR is going to reduce the short track and road course downforce. I know they talked about doing like a two inch or even shorter spoiler. So that's going to mm-hmm. be interesting to see how it affects it. Uh, Powerball has become a official NASCAR partner, first sport league to ever do this. So mm-hmm. breaking Good. ground in some way. Um NASCAR also said, and we sort of talked about it, that they're going to be naming their 75 best drivers list, like in '98. And uh, guys, maybe maybe we should do that. I'm not gonna I'm yeah. not gonna con- I'm not gonna say we're gonna do it, but I'm saying that might be an idea this year. Yeah, take take it five at a time and see what we do. This one's really interesting with recent news. Todd Gilliland has been announced to be represented by Kevin Harvick Incorporated Management. He, he uh, saw what they did for Ryan Priest. He wants yep. some of that. He's like, hey, but I saw what you did with Priest. Give me a ride, please. Give me a ride. 
Uh, I think we all we talked about it before and saw it, but uh, we got the Guns N' Roses car there, and I I sent that to my dad, and he immediately was like, "Are other people doing that too?" I'm like, "Oh, I just saw that." It's so cool. It's cool, man. It's all right, nice. here's the section of the show where everyone starts complaining about a series they've never watched before. The NASCAR Mexico series has added playoffs in 2023. Um, that's <laughs> that's that's fine at this point. I'm not going to complain about it because I've never watched a series. Yeah, I've heard the I racing's don't... great, but we don't get it in America. Uh, yeah, yeah, we don't watch it like yeah, that. Yeah, there's no way to watch it. Is there already on like Flow Sport? Or hey, Maverick? hey, chat, chat. Do we have any like legit NASCAR Mexico series fans who are like legit mad probably, about this? Or whatever? We probably do. Um, yeah, I'm sure I, we do. Like I, I, I I'm not going to complain about it because I've never been able to watch yeah. the series before, except for like one or two clips on YouTube that are allowed. So yeah, maybe maybe the fans out there maybe they do like it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I will say, uh, GN NASCAR fan, he he his comments stuck out to me. NASCAR tripling down, <laughs> basically. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're going to do this everywhere. Hey, you know what? Standardize the system. If this is what you're going to stick with, standardize hey, it. Might uh, as well. Yeah. And then last but not least, uh, Walmart and 2311 have partnered up for an at-track and off-track activation for the Go Live Better initiative, which they've also said may lead down the road to sponsorship in NASCAR, which that's a pretty big mm. brand to be entering the sport. Yeah. And that, that's an understatement. That's an understatement. Walmart is like the brand. Walmart has been around a little bit. The last time I remember him being on a car was Bill Elliott in the 50 car, I think. Yeah, that's good. Now it's just a one-off. That was just a one-off deal, basically. Uh, so. GP Labs brings up a good point. The modified still don't. <laughs> oh, hey, hey uh, uh, Jupiter Rain says this in the chat. The Walmart car, like in NASCAR 09. I remember that, too. Oh, and yeah. if you got the game from Walmart, you got the Chicago Street Course, too. Yep, with that game. That's crazy. An actually good Chicago straight course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we haven't seen it yet. <laughs> but that is, Darian, that is yes. the lightning round, isn't it? That'll do it. And, oh, my gosh, I saw the lightning had, like, struck my jacket. I'm smelling it a little bit, bro. The smell won't go away, so I got to do this fast. And that'll do it for the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now, back to the show. You know, this show is brought to you by uh, some great partners of our show, including our friends over at Lionel Racing. And boy, do I and Darian have special ones for you guys. NASCAR 75th anniversary is here. Lionel Racing has released a special 75-year anniversary car. I have got DIN number 918 here, 918 of, I think, about Close to 3,000 of these were made. And on one side, we have, uh, looks like kind of like a, a raced version on this side. But then on the other side, it has like some little effects of like sand because it says from the from the mm-hmm. beach to the track. And uh, I would expect maybe races this year for NASCAR to have a show car that looks pretty similar to this. Look, look at but, that uh, Just look at that detail, y'all. They got the but, sand on, on this side, then it's all clear on this side. I, I like might be able I to s- actually put you on screen while you say it too. I, I, let me let me so they can see when, it better. When I saw that Lionel was going to be releasing this one, uh, I I thought to myself, you know, it's like, you know what, that looks like a fun one to go ahead and pre-order because I'm. They used to make special promo diecasts all the time. You don't see these that often anymore, and uh, I was really happy with the way this one turned out, and uh, it might still be some available. So if you'd like to get your special edition seventy-five year anniversary car, I know they were also making some available for. Uh, Ford and Toyota, and I think another Chevy one had more yellow in it, but uh, 
should be a few of these for you to still get your hands on today to celebrate NASCAR's 75th anniversary. And of course, you can check out Lionel Racing's other lines, including NASCAR Phoenix at your local Walmart. Oddly enough, Walmart. We just talked about them. Mm-hmm. And uh, plenty of great options to choose from. Pre-order your favorite driver's diecast today. And scan Lionel Racing for support the show. Thank you. Walmart has been among us all this time, and we just had no idea. Uh, we, <laughs> right in front hey, of our face. Hey, really quick, Eric. Really quick, Eric. FSU dog. He asked in the chat. He's like, "Is Eric's mic not working, or is he just tired?" No, he's here. He's here. Eric's here. He's being. Do I sound? Time. Do I sound tired? I mean, I did wake up at like five a.m. I mean, if you, even if you did, you've been at the track all day. It'd be understandable, but you sound fine to me. Well, that's good because I'm about to do a lot of talking because we got another news story to discuss. Uh, Adam Stern, Sports Business Journal, reported this week that uh, NASCAR is uh, considering expanding into additional markets. Uh, Middle East, a potential series in the Middle East was mentioned. We don't get too much into that. Uh, we know why that would Just be considered. Re- remem- remember that in June. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, they've also talked about Canada and Mexico potentially getting Cup Series races, but in the States, Denver, Seattle were both dropped uh, by NASCAR Steve O'Donnell, as well as New York City, all those uh, cities name dropped as potential destinations for future either street courses, temporary circuits, maybe a stadium, who knows. Uh, but right now, NASCAR is clearly trying to be uh, very aggressive with where they bring their product to. Um, the New York one is the one that's gotten the most play because, uh, to my knowledge, very few motorsports series have gone to New York, like actually mm-hmm. New York City, and mm-hmm. had any sustained or even significant even? success. Even Formula One, they tried it a decade ago. Even Formula One couldn't pull it off. So if NASCAR got... could pull that off, wow. Yeah, and I mean, talk. There was in the Sports Business Journal article there was mention of MetLife Stadium, maybe building a temporary circuit Ooh. around the New York Giants, New York Jets. They both play there, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Around yep. their stadium. Yep. Yep. Uh, which is technically in New Jersey, if I'm not mistaken, but it's right there. It's in the New York City uh, area, so that would be pretty cool. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. Part of me wants them to just wait and see how the Chicago street race goes. Yeah. Now, really quick, I'm already looking at some locals in the chat, uh, specifically Blue Jimmy 48 fan. Um, uh, so from a local's perspective, he says, as a New Yorker, NASCAR is out of their damn mind. And then I scroll down. New York has the roads, uh, has the worst roads ever. Yeah. Funny, I, I said the same thing about Illinois. Yeah, and they still did it anyways. They didn't care. But... You know, I'll say this too. You know, I, I, boy to NASCAR. You know, they're trying their best. You know, want to get, you know, want to get the sport out there. You know, um, we have been talking about this for years, trying to get new tracks on the schedule. And I know, you know, there's different, you know, varying ideas. Oh, I want more super speedways. I want more short tracks. I want more mile and a half. You know, like I don't know, fans. It seems like a lot of fans want a lot of different things. Um, but the street course racing, while the product for street course racing in any series is usually not the best. Um, you know, it always has a major impact on the sport because you are in the heart of a city and, um, you know, being in the heart of New York, of New York, you know, racing at, at a MetLife Stadium, it has a lot of potential. You know, I'm not sure the racing would be, you know, spectacular. It is a street course, but I mean, to have them in, in that market and then, you know, they're also considering Seattle and Denver, which I consider pretty underrated markets, especially Seattle. You know, shout out to a, my old, old roommate, Matt. Matt, I miss you, man. Miss you, man. He's from Seattle. White flags um, matter for those yeah, in the know. Yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Remember. Oh, geez. Remember. I love that dog. He's my dog, man. But, um, but yeah, you know, having, you know, considering um, um, to have a race in those markets, it's spectacular. 
and uh, it opens up the door for plenty of more. I mean, me personally, um, I would rather see, and this is just me personally, but I would rather see a street course race at Long Beach before any of those markets. But that's just me personally. But I understand why they, you know, they want to push I, out those markets quickly, I, though. I'll say, I I think they should wait to see how Chicago goes. I think the street races should just stay one at a time. One city, maybe you make it a rotation thing. Rotation, like, I agree. I agree with that. You, you can even test. You can test the rotation idea that way. If hey, if it works for rotating to cities that are more difficult to run at, figure out how to rotate the championship. Maybe if you're gonna, you know, if we're gonna keep the same format, then rotate the championship to make it different every year. But I'm gonna say who I think should actually have the first one of these changes, and it is Canada. Canada has a very, you know, not as big as America, obviously, because population difference, but very solid, loyal auto racing fan base and i think that they should go back to toronto personally uh, i think mm. that would be the biggest splash move you're in a big market good track maybe or montreal i think montreal i prefer montreal montreal honestly would probably Mon- be montreal that was such a fun track yeah. to see yeah. race at. and i mean it's such you've a, already it's proven a... you've proven to have success there in the past mm-hmm. like it's not as big of an unknown bringing nascar cars there well just you got that expansion too with a fan base that really, really wants you there. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't, I don't see too many losses, and I feel like they can make it work in a, a points race if they do it around the time that, that, like, they go to Watkins Glen, because it's relatively close in, in like location for the most part. Yeah, and and the major differences too is like you had sort of just mentioned. I mean, like, there's already a racing market there. You know for sure. I mean, everyone's been going there for decades, and you know NASCAR's been there for a while. You know, you know for a you 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 know for sure that there is going to be a rapid fan base of motorsports fans that are willing to watch whatever motorsport you put in front of them. Now, New York, I don't think you can say the same thing. No, I, the whole street course and just going to New York, and there's a quote from somebody that said, I think it was Steve O'Donnell again, that was like, you know, our biggest markets are New York, LA, and Chicago. I'm like, no shit. Those are the three biggest cities <laughs> in the country. But no, like those aren't your biggest markets. Like that's dumb. That's dumb logic. The same logic they used to be like, oh, well, NASCAR, like 80% of all motorsports hours watched are NASCAR. And it's like, well, no shit. Your races are three times if, longer. And there's three long. series if, versus one yes. for the rest. If you, oh if you, you, the obvious here, bro. if you really start breaking down the numbers to get an idea of like how many are watching versus like how many live there, I think usually on average, like Tennessee, Knoxville, Nashville, though they're consistently yeah. two of the best performing mm-hmm. markets. And then Greenville. usually, Greenville. usually, Usually the the attendance at you know Bristol and and Nashville, all things considered, is usually not that bad too. So those are some of your true better markets. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's just it's very. And look, I'm a generalist. I think very much it's good to look at the bigger picture, but that's looking at weight. That that's like a that's not a bird's eye view. That's a satellite's view, in my opinion. I think that's a little too far. So I, I my worry with all the street courses is it just feels like NASCAR's chasing formula one and maybe that's the right decision i want to run this by you guys real quick because go ahead go ahead we we can boil down nascar's dilemma into one basic subject uh nascar nascar needs a younger audience they need to attract younger fans like they don't want to lose the older establishments but they need younger fans Mm -hmm. and right now it appears as though young fans don't care about oval racing they see nascar as dumb hillbilly racing in the south that just goes in circles and that's not appealing to 20 and 30 year olds by and large 
that's my theory. I think that's I, I think that's a general no, theory. No, that's, but that's, more, that's fair. That's fair. 20 and 30, teen 20 and 30 year olds are more attracted by the glitzy, glamorous Las Vegas, mm-hmm. Miami of Formula One and yeah. left and right hand turns, international superstars. And I think that's the disconnect. So NASCAR has to decide, do we want to try and be like Formula One where we go to street courses, we race in New York, we race uh, in, in the clash at the LA Coliseum and try to chase that fan or do we stick to what we do best? North Wilkesboro, Bristol, Daytona, oval racing primarily, and hope that the young kids eventually come over. Like, it's tough. That's, that's ultimately the, the, the battle they've been fighting. And I don't know what the right answer is. I think they've been kind of dropped, like, on that line. They've been, you know, they bring back North Wilkesboro, but they also try the Chicago Street Race. They've been playing both sides. And I just wonder, at some point, they may have to commit. I'll, and I'll jump on I, I don't know what the right answer is. Yeah, go for I'll, it. I'll jump on it. Um, I think that, to, to a degree, like there's that balancing act, like we talked about. I think there's there's a tether here. There's a tether between NASCAR and general NASCAR fans and general audiences, and most NASCAR fans are not going to like it when I say this, but it's super speedway racing, and I don't like saying that because I don't want every other track being a super speedway. We've already heard, and we have no plans that have ever been announced yet. Just that we've heard. We're going to make major redesigns to Texas Motor Speedway by the same company that brought you Atlanta Motor Speedway. <laughs> you know, it, it, the, we want to bring Kentucky back one day, but nobody liked racing at, at Kentucky. But you know what? You know what people came out, both attendance and on TV and droves for? New Atlanta. So I don't, I don't like the idea personally, and I'm not saying they should do this. But what I'm saying is I think NASCAR – and the brain trust around NASCAR, part of their thinking with this might be replace some of the dates that aren't working uh, with more street courses or bigger markets. Whether you're going to the Chicago street course, you're going international, you're going, you know, New York or, or wherever, Denver, Seattle, then replace some of these boring, I say boring because I don't think Atlanta was, tracks with a, a chopped up version of themselves that fits more what a general audience would see in NASCAR. Because, for instance, when I, you know, living up in northern Illinois, there was a there was a very small but diehard base of racing fans. But for the most part, people my age they watch football, they watch basketball, they watch baseball. You know, they'll watch hockey. They and, occasionally and watch F one. What would happen if and, you were to bring up NASCAR to me? Uh, okay. There were two things that caught their attention. You know. After 2008, before 2008, NASCAR was everywhere, all that stuff. But after 2008, there were two things that brought up their attention. One was super speedway racing. Anytime Talladega or Daytona was on, they'd watch because they wanted to see the big crashes. Mm-hmm. And then two uh, was the, the playoff format. Like I had friends of mine ask me about the playoffs. They'd heard about it. They'd seen the whole rounds, That's elimination surprising. stuff. Um, And so... Now, granted, they didn't stick around for the playoff part, but they would watch Daytona and Talladega. And so I, I feel like that's that's going to be NASCAR's mentality here is, well, we can have super speedways and super speedway lights that bring all these people in for the crashes and bring the, the sport to them also, and maybe we can like balance this all out. But at the same time, they'll bring in North Wilkesboro, you know, the rumors about The Rock, uh, among other old tracks so- as a fairground. So I think... I think their idea is give give old fans just enough that they'll be happy and then find a bunch of stuff, new fans or people who 
aren't your core audience or even in a lot of ways, you know, might not even be your target audience will be attracted to for the sheer destruction. Uh, that does that's what they seem to be doing. You're right. I just I, my question is, is that actually going to work? I don't like, think so. In, I just yeah, I don't know. I feel like you got to commit. Gonna have to, yeah, I, I don't because know. I mean, I'd, like to, I'd like to think it works because that's a perfect schedule to me. I love a street course one. I love mm-hmm. a stadium race. One, I love a few super speedways, a few traditional short tracks, a couple traditional road courses. I love the diversity of the current schedule. Like honestly, the current schedule is all perfect in my well, opinion. NASCAR, so I want it to work. NASCAR's issue isn't the schedule; it's not the cars. I, to a degree anymore, because they've owned it, isn't even the playoff system. Is that NASCAR doesn't have its own identity anymore? NASCAR mm-hmm. is trying to be other things in a lot of ways, yeah, and trying exactly. to be everything yeah. but what it is. Be uh, what you are, yeah. like. Uh, you know, but, but ratings. What it up. is, what it is, is Southern Short Track and Super yep. Speedway racing, and so I just don't like. Do they commit to that? Because they no. can. I, I'd still watch, but would other people my age typically watch? I don't. I don't know. That's hey, a risk. Hey, Eric, I gotta give you props though, because you really you got me thinking on this. Because the way you put it, I didn't even think about it that way. I'm like, oh yeah, they are trying to play both sides here. Here's the issue with that. Eventually, you're gonna tear yourselves apart. If you try to play both sides, and eventually, in the end, you won't have anybody. And then you'll basically just kill yourself off. But Jared made a good point. We have no identity anymore. And you know what? I get what they're trying to do because when you look at Formula One and what Liberty Media has done with them, you know, like, I don't think they're going to overtake NASCAR anytime soon. But they are on a positive trajectory. I personally, you know, especially with NASCAR being the, you know, NASCAR has leveled itself out. Uh, if you look at the last five, even six years, it's pretty even. Where where I think they should go with it is own what you are. You have that, that flair of entertainment. That is, that's always been NASCAR. NASCAR, compared to any other major form of motorsports, has always had that flair. It's, it's well, more entertaining they, to And watch. they've geared that flair. Like, well, let's not lie and just say that NASCAR started doing this kind of stuff in 2004. They manipulated races long before that in small little oh. ways. To, you know, like the story, like giving Sterling Marlin the lead back in 2002. That wasn't the chase era. So I think what NASCAR should do is own what you are and market yourself better. The, like yeah, you, I, you have the racing product, you have the locations. You, in a lot of ways, you have the markets and the attention of people. Now you need to to figure out how to package it better. In, in a I sense think. of of just like like. If someone's going to give me a cake, but it looks like a giant turd, I'm not going to eat it, even if everyone tells me how great it tastes. I think yeah, I, think I like that. <laughs> I have a good analogy. I think the main issue is is that, you know, right now, some of these younger fans, you know, who want to get into racing and stuff, like, you know, I feel like to an extent they don't know any better. It's like to Eric's earlier point, it's like somebody put in the chat earlier, perception is reality in some ways. And it's like Eric had pointed out earlier. You know, you got some of these newer fans coming in that want to get into racing. They see F1 and, you know, they're, you know, circuits and street circuits and stuff, the glitz, the glamour, the hype, you know. But then when you actually watch the racing, it's it's dull for the most part. At least I find, I mean, like, F1 yeah. is just not like it's that. Not my know, cup it's it's very person. spread out. It's not, yeah, yeah, you know, like, I'm sort of into it, you know, but I prefer NASCAR over that, of course. But, you know, the thing is, is that NASCAR just needs to market itself better. That's all. I think that's it. You know, I feel like just market, you know, what you already are, you know, short track series, you know, super speedway series, you know, all that stuff. And yes, I I do feel like it is okay to have, you know, a street course here and there and stuff. Now, I I agree with Jared's earlier point about the rotating thing. I don't think the the schedule could handle two street courses. That'd be way too much. Yeah, that'd be way too much. Just market yourself better. That's it. 
I want to highlight a comment from a fellow YouTuber, GP Laps. He said, uh, hey, it, all seems, it all seems like short-term gains based on novelty, and it will, mm -hmm. and it will go and it will go away as quick as it comes. Long-term takes time, and right, I, I, I think he's right. Uh, also, we got a super chat from Jupiter Rain that says, NASCAR is going to have 16 road and street courses and 16 <laughs> super speedways. Four short um, tracks, baby. No. That'd be yeah. that'd be that'd be like that'd be crazy. Like fans would be like, okay, like like I don't know, sixteen races, they'd be excited. The other sixteen, they'd be super pissed off. <laughs> it would be so, so extreme. Anyway, yeah. um, are we ready to move on? Because we have one other big story mm -hmm. I want to touch yeah. on before we get to the five hundred. Um, so. I'm excited about this one, and I want to start with Danny on this one. Um, but today, a couple drivers with a couple of big contenders signed uh, massive extensions. I want to start with the biggest one. Alex Bowman signed a three-year extension with Hendrick Motorsports today, keeping him in the 48 until at least 2026. Ally will continue to be the full-time sponsor of the 48 through 2028. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, but Bowman, uh, they get the deal done before the season starts, so that, that storyline out the window. Uh, Danny, how do you feel about Alex Bowman being locked up for at least, I guess we can include this year, four more full seasons? I mean, I think that's huge for him. I think that's definitely a, a weight lifted off his shoulders, at least. Um, for Ally, we talked about this before. I felt like he wasn't going to go nowhere because it just seemed like Ally was really much into him. They've been doing stuff with his dirt program in addition to the Cup Series stuff. I mean, they, they seem to have found a driver they like. I think that it'll end up being that Bowman gets all five of these extra years that Ally has gotten. But I do think it is interesting, though. They've only, they're only going to go three years, even though they've got the sponsor for five. Um, whether or not that means he's going to be gone eventually, I don't think so. It just, if he could continue getting one or two wins a year, I don't see any reason to get rid of him in the next, you know, four or five years, too. And I said this last week. You know, we were talking about, you know, the different driver changes. And we'll get to the, you know, the track house news in a bit because I was playing devil's advocate on that last week. But I was like, okay, make or break year for Alex Bowman. What this what this extension tells me, because we haven't even ran one official race yet, what this tells me is that team with, you know, the new crew chief, they must have something cooking already. We already saw it today. We already saw it tonight, man. I know it's Daytona, you know, qualifying. Like, oh, Hendrick always wins. But, I mean – to sign this extension, and we haven't even ran uh, um, one official uh, points race yet, there's something cooking over there, um, over on that 48 team. Uh, I'm very intrigued. Now, I was already very intrigued to begin the season, but now that they've won the poll and the extension on the same day, now, I do um, see uh, Danny's point, though, like, uh, I, I would be a little concerned about the, uh, you know, the whole, okay, Bowman gets three years and then Ally gets five years. I, I think that is Ally maybe just putting those extra two years, like, hey, you know, we're going to support this thing all the way. And if Bowman is still our guy by then, then, yeah, we would love to sign him to an extension. You know, hey, you never know. Maybe next season they might sign the full, you know, for the uh, for the final two years. You know, and you never know. You know what this means, right? What's this mean? This means it's four to six more years of everyone finding every reason under the sun of why Alex Bowman won't race the 48 the next year. <laughs> hey, He's he's earned it. You know and to what? be fair, if, if Hendrick says he thinks he's earned it, then hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge. To, that. to be fair, I think like on this show we've we've 
been so, well. I won't say Danny because Danny has had full. We we've, we've been hard on him. We've been hard. Well, on we him. we we've we've been guilty at different times yeah, of it. But it it, it is going to be four to six years of people going. You know, maybe Hendrick will have the first NASCAR trade in history and trade away <laughs> Alex Bowman. They'll find a reason to get rid of Alex is Bowman, that, wait, no matter on, how good. Is that even legal? Uh, really trade? Hey, there's no rule against Stenhouse it. And Busher basically got traded. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's yeah. no rule against it, bro. So you, you, could you really like trade drivers and like? Teammates? I mean, if the sponsors got, if the sponsors and other I mean, manufacturers were for it. it, in a in a way, I mean, Toyota, JGR, twenty three eleven racing, they kind of did that in art with RCR to to a point. Yeah, yeah. But hey, you know, I let Alex Bowman and his team cook for the next few years because I think they're gonna cook something nice for us, especially for Danny here, especially for Danny make, making them steaks. Yes, exactly. Well, not as good as Danny's steaks. I've had Danny's steaks; those are actually <laughs> no, those are spectacular. Yeah, those are spectacular. Let let Danny cook and let Alex Bowman cook. <laughs> the bigger story to me is just Hendrick Motorsports, man. They've got all their drivers locked up through at least twenty twenty five, Larson Bowman through twenty six, Elliott through twenty seven, like that, like. And you look you know at the turmoil the... that Gibbs is having. Like they got drivers mm-hmm. potentially retiring, losing sponsors. SHR's got guys retiring. Like the other powerhouses are struggling a little bit, except for maybe Penske. You... And Hendrick is like as solid as they've ever been. Do you know what that symbolizes to me, Eric? Now that Hendrick Motorsports have has all of their young drivers locked up now for the future. Like Thanos. Well, no, that, no. It symbolizes to me that you know their whole rebuild that they had went through a while back. <laughs> it's officially over now. They have officially yeah. their new four guys. You well, know, it's. It's officially locked in. You know, we don't have to worry about one guy going and another guy coming in. Well, we don't have to worry about that. But performance-wise, the the one I'm worried about, I'm so worried about, the one that I think needs to prove himself more than any of them is William Byron. Like, William Byron cannot go, what was it, like 18, 19 weeks without a top 10. Yeah. And then, like, everyone's like, well, he'll show up at the end of the year. It's like, yeah, I know he had those two wins. I know he had those two wins. But, guys, you cannot go that long without scoring a top 10 driving for Hendrick Motorsports. That's unacceptable. I'm sorry, that's unacceptable. I, so like, I, think, I, I think the pressure I, goes on him, personally. Yeah. I, I think you know if if Bowman were in a contract year all year, yes, I would I would see it being on him. But Hendrick has shown full faith in him behind him. He is clearly the number three driver at this point, and, and people forget that he had four wins before last year in mm-hmm. in 2021. It, you know, and that's yeah, different car, different whatever, but that doesn't go away. So. For me, I think now it, it all that pressure is on William Byron because it's like it, it, at this point, Hendrick has put what we're going on six years now of a mm-hmm. cup force and, behind him, and where's the main results? And for, yeah. for for William Byron, I think Liberty University their role is going down significantly over the last few years, and they you know that, that's combination of you know the time separation between. Williams' time in college there, and also with outside factors Byron, from school. Byron is is going into his sixth Cup season. Yeah, he's he's been around. He's been with Hendrick oh. the same amount of time that that uh, Bowman's been Whoa. there. It hit me earlier today. Say that again, Eric. Say that his what well, season? It hit me earlier today that Blaney's about to enter his eighth, but Byron is about to enter his sixth. Ooh. It feels it like they feel... just entered the sport. It doesn't yeah. feel like it. Yeah, that's weird. That's so weird, bro. It doesn't feel like they've been in the Cup Series that long. But then, when, yeah, when you think about it, I remember Ryan Blaney, like, as far back as 2014, driving the 12. That's a fact. He did drive the 12 that year. <laughs> I think in right. some select races. 
I like this comment. Sorry, from David Bell. He says, "There's no struggle at JGR." And how many? <laughs> not with Christopher. Yeah. Not, with, yeah. Hey, hey, not with Christopher. Not with Christopher. You, we know that. You, for sure. you, know you that. have you have the good son. Yeah, yeah, we know that. Yeah. Now, 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 the other drivers. Uh, There's good, questions we'll surrounding There's everybody questions. else right now. Bell is, Bell is the, fine. The future is the Bell. good son and the grandson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love Bell, <laughs> and, and 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 we are for sure not saying that just because you know. No, it, they they. Hendrick yeah. and Gibbs have switched places in the last six years. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 like I really yeah. think that's how how the whole pendulum has swung now. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other, other driver, guy, yeah, the the other guy uh, in this situation is Daniel Suarez signed a. They didn't release details, but it's a multi-year extension with Trackhouse. Uh, again, right before the season starts. But Daniel Suarez, I, I mentioned at the very top of the show, he's going into his third year with Trackhouse. He's never been with a single Cup team for this mm-hmm. long. Uh, so to have the stability he's had the last couple of years, but now this added stability for at least the next couple, I, that's huge, right? Like he's got to build off what he did last season. Last year was a great step, getting a win, making the playoffs, making it out of the first round, but you got to do more this year. I think you got to remind people that like, this is your team and Ross Chastain's team. Like this needs to be kind of like a friendly rivalry because Chastain stole all the headlines last year. And there's nothing wrong with that, but this is your team still. And I think Daniel Suarez is capable of taping, taking a big step forward. I am so happy for Suarez, you know, just the journey he's been on to get to this point. And we had said this last week, you know, you had asked me like, hey, like, do I feel like, you know, which driver do I feel will be signed, re-signed and then, you know, like leave, you know, track house racing. And, you know, some guys said, you know, or I think most of y'all said both will come back. And I think I had said one of them would come back. Um, So to see Suarez, you know, get this deal. I mean, this is it's well deserved, man. I mean, he, he helped build that team in their inaugural season. And, I mean, he said it right from the get-go, too. Like, this team felt like home. Like, I mean, and that says a lot for a guy who's, like, bounced around. Like, he understands, like, hey, this is a business. You know, like, some of these teams you race for, I mean, you don't know how long you're going to be there. So, you can't really, like, you know, put all your eggs in one basket. You know what I mean? Like, it's good he'll finally have a team and a deal where he won't have to worry where he's racing for next year. I think for the first time in a long time, you know, it's like he doesn't have to worry about any contract situations. He can just focus on racing. I don't think that he's worried being... about it the whole time, honestly. Okay, okay. That's fair. You know, there could have been something, you know, that um, there could have been a deal made already, you know, made behind the scenes, you know, that sort of thing. Well, so. I think the goal going in the whole time, it wasn't like it was it wasn't like Kyle Bush, where they you know, at least what was claimed to be a money issue. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, disgruntled stuff with a team. The the like I feel like every time going in, yes, it might be one year deals here or there, but the the idea going in was you're our driver. Let's make this work. Let's work together and get sponsorship. Yeah. And, and that that team's been sponsored every race they've ran mm-hmm. the yeah. last two years. Yeah, yeah, good point, good point. And, and yeah. you know, I, I, I love this. I love this for his career. Now, that being said, though, you know, there they, someone had asked um, earlier today on Twitter about, hey, what's Ross Chastain's deal? Now, somebody had said on Twitter that there aren't any talks at, at the moment at the moment i'm not saying like oh he's gonna go somewhere else but uh, maybe it might be a similar deal to where it's like hey hey you know we know you're gonna come back you know we'll we'll talk you know you know when the times are right we'll make it if if i'm trek house and i know i want to keep chastain i would start considering get that offer on the table to him as soon as possible because now that we've now that now that we've re-signed uh suarez and bowman 
that makes the choices for who to replace Kevin Harvick get a lot slimmer now. Yeah, exactly. We're starting to see some seats come open. And, hey, you never know. I mean, there might be a surprise seat, you know, um, during the season. I mean, I don't yep. think anyone really expected – I mean, this is on a smaller scale, but I don't think anyone expected this early for Todd Gillen to be out of a full-time opportunity, no, I, you know, this early in the season. You know, yes, it's a long shot still, but don't rule out the, the fact that the 11 might be an open ride, especially if, mm-hmm. if Hamlin has an option to go to his own team. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine Ross Chastain steals Denny Hamlin's ride. It's 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 chaotic irony. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> I broke him. There's, there's probably someone walking around Daytona can hear Eric laughing. Bro, I'm dude. I I, I feel him, bro. I feel. I just want to let. The, I just want them to know I'm still here, so they don't accidentally lock the gate and I can't leave. Yeah. Like oh yeah, go lock you out. You know, go lock the media center up. Like, oh, I it's almost I midnight here, right? What time? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> but right. no, that that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. But hey, you know, track house, y'all better get on that, man. Because I'm sure there's a bunch of other top teams that want to sign your boys. So yeah, if, if, if you if you want them, don't. Not really put a ring on it, but do something, lock it down. All I'm hey, gonna hey. say, all I'm gonna say, right, is my girlfriend is a Denny Hamlin fan that does not like Ross Chastain now, thanks to the Hail Melon and oh, that be, shenanigans. And I would, I would, I would love the opportunity to say, hey, guess who's driving the FedEx yep. car next year? Ross yep. Chastain. <laughs> I would, that I would, would love be crazy. that opportunity. I know it's hey. it's like 99 not gonna happen. Probably 99 percent it won't happen. I can just hear. The cuss words going at you right now. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're, and also too, there's a soundproof wall between us. Also too, hey, I can't imagine what uh, Denny delivers reaction is gonna be. <laughs> you gotta change up your whole profile, bro. Instead of Denny delivers, it's uh, Chastain. 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 Chastain brings you package. I don't know. Chastain the record. Denny. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Chastain boy, carries. I don't know. Oh wait, hold on, wait, hold Chastain. on. Uh, wait, Ross crashed Dan. Oh god, he says your your um your girlfriend is a Dennis fan. Dot dot dot. Leave while you can. Nah, leave her alone, bro. Chris is awesome. No, no, bro. Nah, she, that sounds that, like someone. That, no, that sounds like someone that doesn't have one. Oh, <laughs> oh got him, and on the week of Valentine's Day. Damn, you're alone. Hey, 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 hey Jared, you see what I did there? I gave you the assist. It was yeah, bad, so yeah. I gave you the assist. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I apologize for my terrible audio tonight, y'all. I hope it's, it's you sound fine. Okay. You sound fine. Okay. You sound fine. Bro. You are a lot better than you were just earlier, so thank you're goodness. Good. Um, well, before we get into our Daytona 500 preview, we have to thank our other sponsor, Forney Industries. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and much, much more for do-it-yourselfers all the way up to the pros. If you're a professional metal worker, Forney has everything you need for your next project. I know they uh, supply several teams, especially in the NASCAR Xfinity series. I know they supply them with uh, equipment for their race shop. So very involved in NASCAR and you can shop Forney's top of the line products for yourself at forneyind.com. That link is down in the description below. What's up, Darian? Quick question. Can can Forney fix my uh, my hair tie here? I just broke it. Can they fix my hair tie here? Welding equipment, Darian. So I can't fix his hair tie? A sewing machine? What do you need? Is that that made of metal? If a hair tie (laughs) breaks, you just throw it in the trash. It's a hair tie. No, if if a hair tie breaks, I'll just get another one. I'll be back. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You take take a welding machine to that, and it's just going to be a ball of fire. NWP after dark is wild. Please weld responsibly, chat. Yes. Uh, before we get to the final super chat, so we've got to preview the Daytona 500, boys. Uh, tomorrow night is the duels. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Friday is uh, Trucks, Xfinity, and ARCA take up Saturday, and then the Cup race is on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Um, let's see. i got to make sure I know what's going on. Uh, Cup race, Daytona 500, 200 laps, starts 2.30 Eastern time Sunday on Fox and MRN. The weather is great. I'm just going to tell you guys, There's uh, other than Friday where there's a 40% chance of rain, there's like a 10 to 15% chance of rain every other day this week, so that's pretty great. Um, one fun little detail that was announced today, uh, I think it was today or maybe yesterday, that they're going to have former Daytona 500 winners uh, do the command like together. I don't know if they're going to rehearse it. Like, like, I don't know what they're going to do. Richard cool, Petty, though. yeah, Richard Petty, Jimmy Johnson, Bobby Allison, Bill Elliott, Jeff Gordon, Dale Jarrett, Kevin Harvick, mm-hmm. Kurt Busch, and everyone's favorite Joey Logano will give the command. Um, no, no, Dale Jr. He's a two-timer. He's also an NBC employee. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. That too. But so well, 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 oh, they're right. saving him for Talladega. Yeah, they're still saving, <laughs> saving for something. But no, 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 Kevin Harvick is, is Fox. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's my bad. I'm, I'm yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, the Xfinity race is the beast. It's what for dinner. It's what's for it's what's for dinner at three hundred. That does not roll off the tongue. Uh, one hundred twenty laps, five p.m. Eastern time on Saturday on FS1 and MRN. Uh, Austin Hills, the defending winner there. Uh, and the truck race Friday night is 100 laps. It's the next era energy at 250. Starts 7.30 Eastern time on FS1 and MRN Friday. Zane Smith is the most recent winners. Uh, we're not going to predict the dual winners, uh, but those are tomorrow night. Two races. Both are 60 laps apiece, beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern time on FS1. Last year was the RFK boys, Busher and Keselowski, who swept the duels. Uh, Darian, uh, who are who is Las Vegas tagging as the favorites for this year's Great American Race? Oh boy, oh boy! You know some of these, you know some of these odds, you know they make a lot of sense. But then I read some of the other ones, and I'm like, do you even watch racing like that? And I can tell some of these people don't watch racing like that. Do you have the odds up on the screen yet? Yeah, I do. Okay, all right. Let's go over because yeah, some of y'all are probably already laughing at some of them right now. Let's go over the favorites according to Vegas Insider. Ryan Blaney is plus 1,200. Denny Hamlin, a.k.a. Dennis Hamlin, as some like to call him, uh, 1,300, uh, along with Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, 1,400. But Kyle Larson, plus 1,400? What? I mean, look, I, you know, I, I get it, you know, because last year, you know, before I jinxed him at the track, he was doing good. He was running up front there in the main pack and stuff. It was looking like, hey, he might compete for the victory, but I don't know, man. I don't know if I put him at plus 1,400, but hey, if you want to go for it, go for it. Uh, as for the best of the rest, Joey Logano plus sixteen hundred, as well as Bubba Wallace, William Byron plus nineteen hundred, uh, Brad Keselowski uh, plus two thousand. I think that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And then Ross Chastain plus twenty two hundred. And now the underdogs. I love this one. Last year's winner, Austin Cedric, is only plus twenty seven hundred. Now that was random. I've never seen a plus twenty seven hundred like betting odd thing. So like I don't know when I saw that I was like, well, that's a pretty random one to, to put. I'm like, okay, okay, well that's the uh, so yeah that's the defending winners odds. And then Noah Gregson plus four thousand um, as stuff is vibrating. And then uh, Noah Gregson <laughs> plus four thousand. And then uh, Ty Gibbs plus five thousand. <laughs> and then, and uh, the final two, Harrison Burton plus seventy five hundred. That's my personal favorite underdog. Um, I like that. And finally, the major wild card, Cody Ware, plus twenty thousand. If you want to give, if you want to be rich, if you want to go for it, Cody Ware. That's my plus bet. Twenty thousand. That's hey, my bet. Hey, it almost, it, it almost it. worked for me last year, man. I almost won seventeen grand if he would have won yeah. that race. 
hey, it, it, it's it, it's a it's a major hit when he almost wins. But then once he doesn't, though, and you're like, oh, but at least you tried. Though. At least you tried. But yeah, yeah, those are the betting options. I'm gonna I'm gonna check something real fast here because I'm curious if you put just five dollars on him and we'll see what that would do. Yeah, see see what that is. And then after let's that, see we'll what my bet the, will be. After that, we'll go over the uh, the fantasy league for this season. See how much interesting. Hold on, I gotta get it, gotta get it. Hold on, I'm going sitting here like Mr. Burns right now. Math, 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 <laughs> math. Okay, math. if you put five dollars on Cody Ware, you would win a thousand dollars. Yeah, y'all, yeah, y'all put your money. Put at least five dollars. Come on, y'all gotta put at least five dollars. Have some hope. Always remember yeah. to bet responsibly if you have yeah. a gambling problem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We don't, we don't, you know, <laughs> we, we don't promote gambling addiction. We are not, we are not encouraging you what no. to bet, but we are just saying an example. We are giving you the odds. We're not going. They're over here like, they're but, like but, you're gonna win. You're gonna no, win. No, but yeah, NWP, but NWP told me that uh, I had to bet the house on Cody Ward. No, I did not say that. I did not say <laughs> take out a mortgage, bet the house, all that stuff. I did not say bet that stuff. I'm two houses. No, <laughs> he's dead, dead, not me. But yes, yeah, but those are the betting odds. And really quick before we move on, for the first time this season, I'm happy to announce the NWP Fantasy League is back for another season. What is this, like the third, fourth season we've done this? I felt like we've done this. Maybe we've done this since season one. I don't remember. I don't remember. All I know is that we've done this for a while. Here's the thing, though. Okay, so I want to explain this really quick. So the Fantasy League we're in, it's already full. You can only go up to 100 people. Okay, and I tried to create a new one to get some new people in. Okay, but the problem is, according to the website, every single one of you would have to leave. Don't leave it. Do not leave it. I'm not telling you to leave it. I'm just saying the website told me that every single one of you would have had to leave, and I would have to be the only one to uh, delete it officially. So here's what I'm. Um, here's what we're gonna do. If you're already in the um the uh, original NWP Fantasy League, stay in there. We are going to keep track of that. But for those who still want to play, you know, with us and, you know, that sort of thing. I am here to introduce NWP Fantasy League 2. The link is right there. Join now at 100. At 100 people, it's full. So join right now. If, we, um, we already have two people in there. And uh, as, um, let's have some fun this season. If NWP is so good, then why is there no NWP 2? Boom, there it is. That NWP 2, there you go. And, and you know what? Let me refresh <laughs> it right now. Let me refresh it. I don't know if uh, if – the rest of these guys know, but every every time because I'm, I'm controlling the the graphics. I bad, saw the thunder. I yeah, the thunder. every time Darian goes and this, and I just lightning, yeah, <laughs> lightning. No, that's good. I like that. I like. Hey, you should do that more often. Do that more often. I'll just do it I at like random. That. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But yep, join the league, y'all. Join the league. The link is right there. I'll put it in there one more time, and uh, yeah, at a hundred, it uh, fills up. But don't worry. Um, I'll uh, do my best to keep track of both. So uh, yeah, enjoy the season. Lastly, gentlemen, it's time to make our Daytona 500 picks. We already began our podcast pick points last week with the clash, where uh, it's kind of like a repeat of last year right now. Uh, Chat, you and I picked Kyle Busch. We are currently tied, I believe, if I'm reading this number correctly, for the uh, championship lead. Danny is minus four. Jarrett is minus five. Darian is minus eight. You got time. Well, I picked the I, I picked the pulse. I picked the pulse today. Yeah. That's why I'm closer to Danny yeah. now. He he was minus six. He literally got a point today. Hey, y'all hear y'all hear the uh, the way Eric said it though? It's like oh minus eight. He's just rubbing it in, bro. He's just rubbing it in, I, man. I literally said it's just one week. You're fine. You're fine. No, Darian. no, no. You'll live. Ain't fine, bro. I'm already last, bro. Come on, man. Come on. So we're. 
We're doing three. We're not doing Arca, I guess. We're doing Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. Oh, no, it's not Arca. No, we ain't doing that. Well, no let's just be honest. We're all rooting for Frankie Muniz and Arca. Yeah, yeah. yeah and also, too, I'm sorry. When was I'm, – I'm just being honest here. When was the last time the Arca Daytona race was, like, worth watching? I'm just being honest here. I'm just being it's honest. Had a couple of, it's had a couple of rough years. That is I'm just for saying. Sure. I'm uh, sorry, you know. All right. Uh, so go. I guess we'll go We'll go in uh, points order. Chat, you guys always go last. So I guess I'll start with the truck win pick. Uh, I'm going with a guy who got it done here just a couple of years ago, a KG vet back in a competitive truck uh, with, I believe he's in the 23 or the 24. No, Raja's in the 24. So I'm going with Grant Enfinger in the 23. And I said it earlier in my hot text, I believe that all cup drivers are going to be winning the, all the races this weekend. I'm going to Chase Elliott in the 35 truck to get it done this weekend. Chase Elliott in the 35. Well, so you know, I've recently moved, and uh, I'm picking Chase from the same place as Danny. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm feeling uh I'm feeling lucky here. I'm feeling lucky. I feel like it's um gonna be won by a really, really, really young driver. And you know, we've seen flashes from this guy before. You know, here and there. I'm gonna go with Sammy Smith. I think Sammy Smith would get it done. Uh, well, I think they're going Smith in the chat, from what I can see. They're going, they're going Zane Smith in the chat. It looks like which, which, which truck is Sammy Smith in? The uh, seventeen. Okay, seventeen. That's why I'm, I'm like, oh, that, that looks intriguing there. But also, you know, Zane Smith, another good pick, another good pick. But it look, I think, I think the chat's going with Zane Smith. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like to me. Well, yeah, I see mostly thirty eights. If you just want to lock that in. Zane. That's not good. Yeah, yeah give it uh, to him. Obama is not racing, Levi. Obama is not eligible. To race. He didn't get a waiver. He didn't get, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get a... I didn't get a waiver. My fellow drivers. Obama. My fellow Americans. I, didn't uh, get a waiver. Uh, I don't have a teleprompter. <laughs> what if Obama buys a charter? <laughs> oh, that'd be, that'd be funny. Uh, Mark does a vineyard racing. And you know what? That'd be funny because if he bought a charter, it would bring that old meme. Thanks, Obama. Because, you know, every time I, uh, um, one of his cars would uh, wreck an, another driver, they would say, thanks, Obama. So I or, remember or, that. or if they did good and they were happy with the equipment, thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Thank you. <laughs> it could go either way. All right. Time to move on to the Xfinity win pick. Uh, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Uh, the college cars always draft so well, work so well together. I'm going to go with a cup driver making a one-off start. Justin Haley. And I'm also in that same boat. I said all cup drivers win this weekend. And, you know, sucks what's happened with Landon Castle. But I, I wanted to pick Austin Hill. But if you if you tell me Justin Haley is on a super speedway, I'm going to go Justin Haley on that one in the Xfinity Series. I'm sorry. Those those colleague cars last year, they were good. But they weren't they weren't top of the series good oh. anymore. And I top think of the series. I think top of the series is RCR, and I think mm-hmm. it's Austin Hill. I'm, I'm going there. I'm going and Austin you know Hill. I got bit there last year. I ain't getting bit again. And, and you know what? Hey, great minds think alike because Austin Hill is also my pick to win this weekend. So we're, we're split 50 50 there. Yes, we are. Chat's right, going to be a tiebreaker. Let's see. I'm I'm seeing some. Uh, or I see one for Kligerman. That's interesting. There's... but... A couple so far for Haley. Hey, hey, a former, a, uh, I see Alex put a former uh, out of the group driver, uh, Brandon Poole. There you go. Wow, out of the, out of the group driver. By the way, nice okay. podcast, by the way. I like that podcast, Eric. Nice okay. Podcast. Yeah, thank they're, you. They're, they're still coming in, but I'm seeing more tens than anything. Movement. It's... Danica Patrick is not racing. You know that. <laughs> 
You know that. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> no, he runs my Discord, bro. He's always playing. I always I give him a hard time. There's really, really not that many people say anything. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm, I just I'm saw the first if... Cole Custer pick. Yeah. Uh, I'm, and I you know, you know what? I, I don't. I, would, I do want to say this. I think he's going to do better this year going mm-hmm. back down here. I actually thought about going with him, but I think I'll start considering him more for tracks other than uh, the super speedways because we do have other good guys. I'm starting to see a lot of eights, nines, and tens. I'm saying twenty-one and ten. Mm. Well, this is hard. This is hard. Hey, I'm I'm thinking pole, but the question is. Which drivers on the pole, though? That's the real I, question. I'm thinking it's going to be the, the ones that were split with 21 and 10, because that's what I'm saying mainly. I've seen main. I, I don't know. I'm, see, I'm seeing a lot of nines and eights as well. Like, how many can you put on this pole? Is there, like, a I'm, limit? I'm you, you, can, you can put four. Okay. All right. I'm working it. I'm working it. All right. And I guess we could have this pole while we do the uh, yeah. the, that are, like, suck and underdog picks. Yes, sir. Hey, Moving on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Cup it's Series, on. Eric, Eric, Cup be sure to yell what? who's going to suck in the Daytona garage. Yeah, maybe they can hear it. No, I, there's nobody out here. I'm genuinely worried they're going to close the gates, and I'm gonna, <laughs> like, I'm going to be stuck in here. I'm, I don't know. I don't know what happens. I've never stayed at the track this late. It's Wednesday. It's not even like a race day. Anyway, yeah. um, just, uh, just so go, I'll, just go sleep in one of the cars. <laughs> I'll go start off with my suck pick. Uh, I don't know. I think if you were great in single car runs today, there's a chance you're gonna or you're gonna struggle in the pack a little bit. I think the Hendrick car is really trimmed out. Um, there was a stat. I think the last driver to win the pole for the Daytona 500 and win the race was Dale Jarrett, like 20 was that 2000, I believe. Um, so I'm gonna go Bowman. I just think it's gonna go what? something's gonna go wrong. Bad karma. Ooh, ooh, damn. How you, how that's, <laughs> that's pretty fair, but my my suck pick, and actually this might shock some of you guys, I'm actually going to go with last year's defending winner of the Daytona 500 to suck in this one, Austin Sendrick. That doesn't I surprise mean, me. Surprise it was, me. you know, what I saw last year, yeah, he, he might have some good runs there in the race, but I don't think he's going to finish this one. I I think, uh, I think he's not going to be there at the end of this one. And uh, gonna gonna call a, a bad day for uh, the defending winner today, Daytona 500. Yeah, I'm gonna go with somebody, and I think I picked them last year to suck. And while they finished top ten for the way that everyone vaunts this guy as like this amazing, you know, super speedway racer, uh, I think he only does well at Talladega. And so I'm gonna pick him to suck this weekend. I think Darian already knows who I'm talking about. I'm going mm-hmm. Brad Keselowski. Mm-hmm. It's I, so it's oh. true. It's true though, man. It's like, true. If you look at his average at at, at Daytona, especially mm-hmm. the 500, it's it's not good. Like oh, it's in the then, 20s, I believe. And we were there last year. He got into a uh, a few incidents. I was, I was leave uh, leave it at that. You know, Harrison Burton. Uh, he uh, was in the air for a little bit there. Turned his life upside down. Yeah. Too bad. Too bad. The, uh, too bad. The uh, the uh, the uh, the fine folks at uh, at home couldn't see it initially. <laughs> oh wait, Harrison Burton flipped what? And we're like, y'all didn't see it. Oh, sorry, one of the funniest moments ever. But um, anyways, for my suck pick, and I see a hey, you know chat, they're um they're reading my mind a little bit here. Oh, thanks, Nate. He's saying thanks for the amazing content. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it, bro. I'm always reading in the chat. Sorry about that. Anyways, um, my who's gonna suck pick? Martin Truex Jr. I know he won you know a couple stages in last years. 
But again, there's always something happening with this guy. Always something. And you know, it's sad because at the beginning of his career, when he was driving for uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s uh, Chance Two uh, Chance Two team, he was extremely good on these uh, super speedways. No, he won obviously. both the stages last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I know he won both the stages too, but it's like something always happens to him, though. There's something yeah. that always happens, whether it's his fault or not. I mean, you know, uh, unless I'm proven wrong, I, I feel like Martin Truex Jr. is a safe pick here. I mean, I, I think he'll have some, uh, he'll have some speed for sure, you know. But it's just and bad luck, case of bad luck, unfortunately. I see a lot of the chat picking guys like Pastrana. Um, I think it's I'm no. Gonna, I've, I've seen more of Almirola and Todd Dillon. Oh, they're just trying to Almirola. I'm going to give him Almirola because he might be a pick to win, and I want to screw the chat hey, while he's hey, picking Almirola. Do your, hey, do your thing. Do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah, they, did. Yeah, they, they did. They, I think they're getting Almirola. Uh, meanwhile, the poll pretty close. Well, it's kind of close. I think Justin Haley wins the oh, Haley. Haley poll. Haley wins. Yeah. Haley yeah. Wins. Um. So I guess we're going to move on to our uh, dark horse picks. Uh, my dark horse to win at the Daytona 500 is Corey LaJoy. He's been good at Daytona here and there the last couple of years. Almost won Atlanta. So uh, if they have a good motor, I think LaJoy can win. Um, my underdog pick is someone who's finished second now in this race two times, including last year, and he's got a he's got a couple wins now at this point. Um, has, a, has, a, has a win from Taldega. Bubba Wallace is going to be my underdog for this one. Does he get it done? That remains to be seen, and I don't feel confident enough to pick him to win. So I'll go with the underdog, underdog to win in this case. I, I, this is one of the only few places on earth this guy is an underdog. Uh, but he he put together some solid runs at super speedways last year. He was running up front when he was collected in different incidents, uh, and I, I distinctly remember him running up front more at Talladega last year than I ever remember him running there before. So because of where it's at, because of how well uh, his car also qualified, I'm picking Kyle Larson as my Dark Horse Daytona 500 pick because this is the only place other than Talladega in this series you can pick Kyle Larson as a Dark Horse. I agree. Yeah. This guy, I just talked about him earlier, you know, Keselowski punted him in the air there, and I feel like this year he'll – He'll uh, get the big payback. Not paying back uh, Kislowski. I don't think you ever want to pay back anybody on a, uh, a super speedway. That's very dangerous now. Maybe another track, maybe, but it was so long ago now. Anyways, Harrison Burton, that is my underdog pick. You know, I, I think he'll lead some laps up there. And, and you know, in qualifying, looked like he had, you know, a little bit of speed there. You know, um, was uh, one of the uh, many Fords to have um, to uh, showcase some speed there. I think Harrison Burton's time is coming, you know, not saying a win, you know, not saying a win yet, but you know, if he can finish, you know, top five, top three in the Daytona 500, I could see that, you know, I could see that. That'd be a uh, feel good underdog story. In my opinion, that's, Harrison not, a Burton. Bad, that's not a bad underdog pick. Uh, the chat seems to be going Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy yeah. Well, while I've seen some for the 43 and 42, I'm seeing more for the 84. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. That, I, All legacy I, motor club. I knew, I knew they were going to go with him. I knew they were going to go with that. Lastly, okay. Darian, what time is it? Ooh, oh, boy. And you know what? Hey, we're not going to have an off week for a while. So, hey, get ready for this. But, hey, got to do it in the radio voice now. Who's going to win? You picked out. That, what, that, in what universe is that radio voice? Who's going to win at the okay, Daytona 500? Let me, let me start it up. Let me start over again. Sorry. Who will my, win? Oh, more Who's going to win? We good? All right. 
who's gonna win who's gonna win the daytona 500 was that better was that better we could hear that better you 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 still put too much e when it should be e oh okay all right all right i gotta work on it i gotta work on it it's all good all right you'll get plenty of chances this year um my win pick seems like he's often near the front of these traits these races uh he's won these races just not this race in particular uh, but i think the fords are going to draft well i think they're at happy bounce i think the chevy's really fast in qualifying i think the toyotas will be good in the pack but i think the fords kind of nice and balanced i'm going ryan blaney he got blocked last year he's not gonna let that happen mm-hmm. this year hopefully he and- doesn't kill that effing kid this year <laughs> <sighs> that was a rough sound bite and uh for me i've I felt pretty good about this pick throughout the entire offseason. Um, qualifying was okay, but I feel like he's going to do good once we actually get racing. And I'm going to go with Kyle Busch and the eight team to start off the relationship together with a win in the Daytona 500, his first one. He's got two championships at this point, but it'd be a perfect time to go ahead and cap off that career with a Daytona 500 victory. Uh, my pick has been exceptionally fast at the super speedways, especially in recent, uh, about the recent year and a half years, you you know, depending, it doesn't matter what timeline. He's been very fast at these tracks. He's won a lot of them recently. He wasn't the fastest of his team to qualify, but as we've seen, honestly, that probably means he's better in race trim. I trust him the most out of anyone on his team. Uh, and I think that. He is going to pick up right where he left off last year when it came to being the honestly most consistent and best driver out there. This year is going to start out with a bang because Chase Elliott's going to win the Daytona 500. This is going to sound unrelated at first, but it does have a point. So just hang in there with me. Y'all know I'm a big rap fan. You know, I'm a big diehard rap fan, you know, hip hop fan as well. You know, some of y'all listen to Little Baby with me, you know, one of my favorite rappers. You know, one of his best albums was called My Turn. And, you know, really symbolized his, you know, rise to the top because he hasn't came down ever since that album's released, you know, keeps putting out fire songs. And I got a feeling there's one driver. It's about to be his turn as well. About to be his turn to solidify his legacy and win the Daytona 500. Kyle Effin Bush wins the Daytona 500. We got two picks for Kyle Bush, and oddly enough, the chat. It's pretty split between Kyle Bush and Ryan Blaney. So I'd probably say do a poll on that one. Oh, Definitely seen most. I, I've oh. seen a lot of Blaney's oh. and Bushes. You're right. Poll, poll, poll. Because it's like it's like we'll go oh. a little bit, and there'll be like three or four in a row for the eight, and three or four in a row for the twelve. So I would just mm. do a poll for those. Two. Hey Eric. Hey Eric. Hey Eric. Guess what? Guess what? Poll. 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 All right. I'm sorry. This has gone on too long. Uh, let's uh, wrap this up. Who are we on next week? Darian. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, you know, y'all been seeing it on the ticker, but just to to remind y'all again, next week, next Wednesday, the first NWP on my channel is next week, uh, beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We will go over all of the events that took place at the Daytona International Speedway, and we'll be getting ready for the Auto Club weekend, potentially the final Auto Club weekend on the current historic configuration. So, potentially. So, (laughs) could be, you know, the end of an era. But potentially ever if Alex Bowman wins again. I mean, we don't know. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know, that'd be fitting if Alex Bowman won again and that track just, you know, gets torn down and stuff. But hey, you know what? And also, too, uh, on the, uh, another side note, uh, it, um, it uh, just said I reached 65,000 subscribers. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, so much. Congratulations. The road to 100K. The road to 100K. Hopefully, nope. someday. Now I need to check if I hit my next uh, benchmark. I knew I was close, close, but. 
And and then a uh, special reminder, you can catch some live post-race streams from Jarrett, the iceberg, pretty much every day this starting tomorrow. Yep. Uh, so after the races, tune into live with them. And then also Eric will have out of the groove coming from the track this weekend. And then Danny B Talks, I will be having post-race interviews and other various content from the weekend on my channel as well. So lots of great content across all of us this weekend and darian will have some great twitter stuff too yeah, yeah. also the same here and then i'll probably post some interviews as shorts over the weekend so yeah, i, I feel out. like between shorts community posts videos live streams twitter i feel like we got like all bases covered at this point mm -hmm. all four of us so do. subscribe <laughs> to all of us and you'll get plenty of daytona 500 content this weekend you know it you know it it's gonna you be fun it. it's gonna be fun that like yeah. daytona baby let's go it's daytona and I'll admit before we, um, I'll, I'll, it's uh, Thursday I'll, morning for Eric. Uh, that's right. Yeah. It's already midnight. And I just want to say this before we uh, get off the air. I know it's the five year anniversary. So I just wanted to take a moment on, on air to say, I love you guys. Appreciate you guys. You guys have changed my life entirely uh, from the moment y'all uh, brought me on this show. So I appreciate it. So thank you to Jared and Danny, you know, the founding fathers basically of the show in a way. And then, you know, Eric was brought on and stuff. And, and uh, the way they got Eric's attention will always be one of the funnest, funniest stories ever. Dude. You know, because Eric, you were playing what? Fortnite? Yeah, I was playing Fortnite. Yeah. It's all oh the my god and then and y'all just kept chatting away like notice us notice us and you were like we oh. just said we just said hey hey sir will you talk to us i think that was all danny if i remember right <laughs> no, you, you, no, no you, you were, you were there. doing a time. Yes. Doing a time. yeah you were <laughs> I, I, but yeah i think i think I, I think all three of us can say ditto on all fronts so mm -hmm. and but I'm awesome but but, but also too um i remember the way i had gotten on was uh Jared had sent me a YouTube DM, but I was out um in uh, Reno for spring break, so I had saw it and I had forgotten about it for a month straight because I was so drunk that night when I had opened it <laughs> and then I reopened it. I was like, oh my god! So I could have been on the show a lot sooner, but hey, things happen for a reason. Things happen for a reason. So this worked little, out you know, pretty well. Better, better late than never. But but hey, you know, it's, just want to say thank y'all for five years. It's been awesome. Oh yeah. Yes, absolutely. Now, I think we all want to go to bed and get out of mm -hmm. here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, hopefully they let me out of here. Thank you all so much for watching and or listening, and thanks for putting up with my awkward audio and setup. I hope you all enjoyed our post-Daytona 500 qualifying stream. Like Danny said, we've all got fun stuff coming your way mm -hmm. later this week, so stay tuned to all of our social media and all of our YouTube channels. Thank you for watching. We'll see you on Darian's channel, Black Flags Matter, in one week. Yes, sir. And the chat picked Blaney, by the way. Did we not cover that? Oh, gosh. Okay. Oh, I thought we did. Goodbye!